Episode 93 of the Florida Trail Runners Podcast. And this time, we are talking to the Florida man, Andy man, Mr. Andy Kroom Matthews, and his lollipop 240. He's also joined by Mark Kudek, who helped pace him for some of the most crucial miles of his journey. Andy's journey was amazing, and not only because it was 240-some miles, but also, you know, the mental cleansing a journey like this can have. We all set out to achieve something in this sport, and you know, for some it's the glory, for some it's the challenge, for some it's the medal, and for some it's just about the journey and how we get there. Andy's Lollipop 240, it took him from the beach at Hope Sound through the waters and trails of the Ocean to Lake Trail to circumnavigating Lake Okeechobee, then back to the Ocean to Lake Trail where he finished where it all started at the Ocean at Hope Sound. It's an incredible story. It's a powerful message. And hey, congrats, Andy. And with that, congratulations. There's a whole lot of other people who just want to let you know Congrats. Andy Matthews, this is your brother. I am so proud of you. I'm amazed by your strong will and your determinations. Congratulations on uh, running 240 miles. It's amazing. Um, You're the best. Hi, it's your daughter, Allie. Just wanted to say congratulations on conquering the lollipop. You are the best. Hey Andy, it's Zoe. I just wanted to say congratulations and I'm so proud of you for finishing this race. Love you and I'll see you soon. Hey Andy, I know 40 years ago that on a running we were doing was the Waldo Peppers Happy Hour in Auburn. You're still inspiring me not to run ultra marathons, but to run to happy hours. This is your old buddy Mike Goodson. Congratulations, pal. Andy, it's your old buddy here, Ty Aronson, man. Huge congratulations to you on finishing the Lollipop 240 or 243 or whatever it's called. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever had a chance to witness. My 12 miles with you was an absolute incredible experience just to watch you go through that journey. And you truly show, most importantly, yourself how much of a badass you really are. You set the benchmark for the rest of us. Congratulations, my friend, and enjoy your victory. All the best. Congrats, Andy Lee, on your great finish to the Lollipop. That was awesome. Yo, Andy, man, Gator Ryan here. Just want to give you a big congratulations on your recent Lollipop 240 run. No doubt in my mind that you weren't going to finish that. You're one tough cookie, and I'm honored to call you my friend. Take care, buddy. This is Nick coming from Odessa. And to Andy Lollipop Kroom, the legend, the man, the myth, the one home done brother. Congratulations on your recent adventure. Outstanding. A job well done. Take it easy, brother. Happy trails. Andy Kroom Matthews. It's Patrick Lloyd, man. Just wanted to give you a massive congratulations after your Lollipop 240 FKT. 240 miles. Wow, man. That's like a mile for every year you've been running ultras. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I know you like to joke around about your age and stuff, but uh, I think I can speak for all of us who know you, who are younger than you, when we say, when I say uh, we definitely hope that we will be running ultras uh, when we turn 240 years old as well. Major congrats, man. You're a huge inspiration. Keep up the good work. 
Andy, Jeff Iosa, congrats on the FKT, on the lollipop loop. What amazing feat. Had a great time uh, following along with you and seeing what your progress was. And by the way, because of your influence on the ultra community in Florida, I started seeing people running with umbrellas. I think you started a new trend there. Andy, Mac Jackson here. Come on, man. You just show us all up. I am so freaking proud of you and so proud to know you. What an accomplishment. Go out and set the FKT. Your legs are barely recovered from peer to peer and all the RD you do. Unbelievable, man. You're such an inspiration. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for inspiring us all. And uh, lucky to know you, man. Hey, Andy. Just wanted to congratulate you on the lollipop. What, what an amazing achievement and you know just let you know that you inspire the heck out of all of us and uh, you know it was truly amazing watching you tackle that monster and um, you know my my only regret was I was over at Space Pirate directing a race I wish I could have been there for you but incredible incredible achievement and um, yeah you you are the man sir Hey Andy, this is Loveland. I just want to say congratulations to your accomplishment. Wow, that's just, um, to me, it's just such an amazing, amazing adventure that you went through. And you cannot believe how much you inspired me to go do it out there. Um, I wish I was there to help you out, but man, I was definitely cheering, cheering you on and just watching you crush it. Again, congratulations. Thank you for inspiring all of us. Um, we hope that we can be just like you when we grow up. Andy, congratulations doesn't begin to express the awe I and so many others have for what you accomplished. When the concept of the lollipop came up, it sounded so simple. Link two iconic adventures in South Florida, the Just Survive 125 and the Lost 118 into a single giant track. But the actual completion of the loop proved elusive for some of the most seasoned trail runners in Florida. It came as little surprise to me that once you put it in your sights, it was nearly a sure thing. I kept track of you throughout the journey, talking to both you and Amy along the way, and know the numerous challenges you faced and overcame. There is simply no better person in Florida ultra running to earn the honor of this inaugural FKT. Felicitations on this outstanding achievement. Hey Andy, it's LB here, and I just wanted to say congrats on your big lollipop run, and you're still my hero. Congrats, Andy. Hey Andy, Mike Alberts here. I just wanted to say that it was an honor spending those 20 miles with you. You're the definition of a legend. It it was a relentless forward progress. You just kept on pushing forward. And I had no doubt when I left you that you were gonna finish. Uh, I only hope that you weren't too annoyed by uh, my constant babbling. <laughs> but I just wanna say congrats. And again, thank you so much for letting me spend those miles with you. Hey Andy, it's Jamie DePala. I just wanted to congratulate you on all of your recent endeavors. Um, you are such a big inspiration to me, you always have been, and I was really glad I got to be a part of your peer-to-peer, and I definitely followed your Lollipop 240 very closely. Keep it up, and I continue, I will continue to see what you're doing in the future. Andy, congratulations, this is Leo. Congratulations on the Lollipop, you're quite an amazing dude, and I'm so happy I was able to help with some trekking poles for you. Enjoy this one forever. That was so amazing. I am so proud of you. Loved watching the progress and everything. Huge accomplishment. I hope you're celebrating still. 
Congratulations. Andy, Rusty Smith here. I want to say congratulations, my friend. Great job on that Lollipop FKT. Couldn't be happier for you. I've known of you for a long time and personally known you for a short while, but just wanted you to know how much you mean to me and my family. Congratulations again, my friend. Great job. Hey there, Mr. Matthews. Congratulations on doing that Lollipop. You are such an inspiration in so many ways, but this, this just takes the cake. I am really, really impressed by you doing this. Not that I ever had any doubt. I mean, you're just paving the way for somebody else to come in second. Way to go and congratulations. Andy, congratulations on an outstanding finish to the Lollipop 240. Such a tremendous goal and what a great accomplishment. Your resolution, your positive outlook, and your perseverance are an inspiration to us in the community. And we have much gratitude to you for sharing your journey with us. It's great to see you for a short segment on a river bend. You're a true trailblazer, Andy, pushing the limits and powering all the way through. Way to go. Hi, Andy. This is Jeff and Andrea. Congratulations on this outstanding and beyond amazing achievement. Thank you for showing us all what determination is. After many falls and pain, you stood up stronger and focused on your final steps to the ocean. You're truly an inspiration, Andy. Hey, Andy, it's Richard. Oh my God, congratulations on your FKT at the Lollipop. I never once doubted in your abilities, but holy cow, 240 miles seems just mind-bendingly unbelievable. You are by far one of the strongest, most iron-willed, grittiest people I know, and it is a true honor to be able to call you a friend. Hey, it was great seeing you early Sunday morning. Congratulations, Andy. Andy, legend of the lollipop. Congrats on journey and clearing the way for the rest of us crazy cats to follow in your umbrella. Mary Poppins footsteps. Hey, cousin Andy, this is your cousin Bill, and I want you to know I'm extremely proud of the fact that you can run 243 miles. Absolutely amazing. And we followed it. I'm really proud to be your cousin. I, I think you are a pretty amazing person. It was fun to watch. And uh, I'm proud of you. So, all right. Love you, man. Hi, Andy. Diane here. I just want to say congratulations on such an amazing accomplishment. You inspire me every single day. I enjoyed following your journey. I cried, I laughed, I felt every single step you took out there. Your strength, grit, determination, your fight was just amazing. And I just wanna be like you when I grow up. I hope you're recovering well, and congratulations to you again. Hey Andy, this is Justin Yonker. Congratulations, man, you're an animal. So proud of you. Can't wait to see you back out on the trail. Hey Andy, it's Zoe. I just wanted to say congratulations, and I'm so proud of you for finishing this race. Love you, and I'll see you soon. Congratulations, Andy. Again, congrats, Andy. You're amazing, and hey, Let's dive into this journey and the stories from the Lollipop 240 with Andy Kroom, who is joined by Mark Kudet. It's 12.30 and I'm going to the ocean. Got Andrea here, Jeff and Wayne down there. I have my headlight on because it's dark. See, because it's 12.30 in the morning. Starting my run. Gonna be back to this ocean in only 
four days or so and that's okay i'm taking off at 12 30 on thursday the 23rd of february 2023 going for the lollipop 243 miles all right hey talk about trail angels oh my buddy tom left me this this is a caramel macchiato coffee he left it at that bridge back there i'm 20 miles in and i'm gonna drink some of this right here awesome oh yeah all right um i'm in corbett now just hit my second drop uh just under 31 miles in uh big old hog not five feet from me uh just didn't it didn't scare me though because it came behind me uh white and black hog it was like an oreo and i like oreos so that must be why it didn't scare me these 17 miles to my drop well i'm with you i also didn't think i would but we were all wrong for all you optimists it said oh he'll make it you were right and actually i'm doing well it's just um i uh you know pretty serious error not to have my electrolyte drink at the last drop well i'm a little dehydrated i'm not gonna lie look at this guys i made it to the lake at 9 47 to actually 10 minutes ahead of my schedule and this is a very loose schedule guys so but look at this cart is this not awesome i got two five gallon buckets four gallons of water going down and there it is my chariot for the last i don't know freaking 30 miles i'm at mile 90 kind of slow going go live oh um there it is uh it's the lake yeah it's it's the lake uh it's beautiful it's big it's it's still here 11 o'clock 12 o'clock the lake 10 o'clock tomorrow morning the lake well good morning okeechobee i am um here in my third sunrise since i started this crazy adventure here he is guys 241 miles he's gone 241 miles here he comes You're making it. Making it. I'm making it. I'm making it. Making it. I'm making it. Making it. Oh. <laughs> oh, these two here. Oh my god. That's awesome. Oh my god. Look at you upright. Alright. Get in the lotion. Give me your phone. Oh. I have Mark's got my phone. Okay. All right, here I go. Here I yeah, go. Oh my god. Get in that ocean. Just go down. Don't worry about it. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Hey! Hey! man. Yeah. Hey, you've got something cool coming up in April, right? I'm doing a, um, a little keynote speech for the uh, trail running film festival at, uh, at USF. And maybe I'll go more into it during that. I have to have something to talk about. But um, <laughs> it, it's just it's so emotional. And, and I'll get a little into that uh, on the last half of the journey when 
when uh, when Mark joins me because he can he can vouch for some of it. All right, Mark, where are you? Come on. Hey, Mark, how are you? <laughs> Man, I'm good. All right, leave us, Joe. Leave us. Oh, I know. <laughs> how are you feeling, Mark? How are you doing? I'm doing good doing good in the middle of a training thing well not today but today's a rest day but you know i think about every day has been a rest day for me so i'm going into hungry land uh very uh ignorance is bliss all right, all it's, right. i ran out i ran out there on saturday it's flat and dry uh, sunday rather it's very oh. dry and very flat and <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i guess we should do some you know some introductions we got marks here and then of course i know for you andy a lot of us we know you we kind of know that history a little bit but I know for you've got history of the lost 118 the lake to ocean just a very quick history and then uh, let mark do his thing and then I'll get into a little bit about why the lollipop but my history for anybody that doesn't know is um, uh, as far as ultra running goes I ran my first ultra in 1999 with the Luna chicks Elaine uh, Anthony and Pam Dickens it's a 50k and I had no idea what I was doing but <laughs> but I I had the uh, um, benefit of being very young when I did it. Um, I think I was 39 and I was the youngest male in that. And I just fell in love with ultra running uh, because, you know, I ran a modest pace and ended up coming in second overall. And I thought, hey, man, this this longer stuff is maybe for me. Um, and then um, in 2001, ran my first of what is now probably close to 50 uh 100s pr in a 100 is uh 1956 and um i said i did that when i was 50 years old so anybody that's like oh i'm too old shoot man i set my pr at 50 so that's a little bit about my my uh ultra history and then of course um, more people than that know me as a race director i've been uh race directing in the Central Florida area since 2004 and have uh, the greatest joy for me is finish their their first uh, trail run, first ultra run. Magical when you can give somebody an award for finishing uh, their first trail run or, you know, gosh, at the at the long haul, it's a tear fest when people finish their first hundred mile. Uh, Mark, uh, you can do a little introduction for you. Okay. Um, well, uh, most people know me as a uh, as a smart ass on Facebook, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's about it. But uh, actually at my, at my first ultra, Andy was there uh, and greeted me warmly with a nickname. And uh, you know, we've been, we've been pals ever since. So it's, it's an honor to, uh, to be here with him on the podcast. Shoot. I, I know you as a, uh, as a, uh, a competitor and as a passionate and thoughtful human being, not as a smart ass, but there, there again, I am a bit of a smart ass too. So, <laughs> so that, uh, that is quality to me and not, not a drawback. Yes. No, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> sometimes you you know in this sport sometimes you need to have that smart ass attitude especially you know to cover all these miles and andy the lollipop 240 what made you decide to take this on man you're gonna learn a lot about me and um people don't know anybody nobody but my wife does i'm gonna try real hard to maintain uh, a steady even disposition 
but uh, Mr. Kudak can attest that uh, there were some emotional moments in there, and leading up to the uh, lollipop was a hell of a year-long roller coaster that I am very happy to hope and believe that I'm off of that roller coaster. And, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't know how much I want to go into why I did the lollipop. Um, I'm going to go into the positive. Well, it's all positive. But uh, what uh, inspired me to, to go, you know, well over 100 miles, because 100 miles has been the standard. And, you know, it, it was back in 2001 when I first heard about 100 milers. It was like, what? And yes, I did say it. I, and I'm not, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I did say I don't even like to drive that far. I mean, we, <laughs> we've all thought it, said it. And, um, uh, but then really started thinking about going over a hundred miles after crewing and pacing, uh, Richard Gallegos and Lucien Bollet hot chocolate. Ooh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> at the uh, cross Florida 200. Now I had, um, followed Andrew Barrett when he did the Tahoe 200, but here's the thing. Andrew Barrett is, we, he's extra. Okay, if if there's if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. So it didn't blow me away when he did the 200 miler because I'm like, yeah, sure, everybody's doing 100, 200. He is just a really uh, he's got uh, a mental fortitude that most most of us just don't have, and I I don't have. I I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy life too much to put myself in that much pain. But when uh, Richard and Lucian did the Cross Florida 200, uh, these were two guys that, that I run with, that, that I enjoy their company and their regular guys. And it didn't shock me that they finished the race. But when I ran with them, I, I ended up running 57 miles with these guys. And when they were well past 100, like at 130, 140 miles, they were still running and they still had good attitudes. And that's when it started clicking that, you know what? I'd like to do something like that. And uh, then, Joe, uh, you've become, your podcast has become an inspiration because, uh, you know, I listen to the podcasts from, from the Tahoe 200, uh, Melody and Justin, uh, people that I know and like very much, um, uh, John Becker that finished it, and I know I'm leaving some out, but uh, that was an amazing thing listening to, to them and, and talking, hearing them talk about uh, sleeping on the route and that kind of stuff. Um, so that inspired me um, quite a little bit. Um, and then your podcast on the um, uh, Cross Florida 200 with um, uh, Matt Clapper and Michael Alberts and Loveland Finley. Um, and there, there, it was just, it was amazing. Uh, you did such a good job. Uh, drawing them out and and uh, talking to them about uh, you know how they prepared and all that kind of stuff, and um, so I reached out to every one of these people um, and and just to talk to them about uh, you know what is it like how do you go over you know a hundred miles and, and so I started when when uh, Jeff Stevens who I wanted on the podcast but he was he was uh, he was busy couldn't couldn't do this but. Jeff was, uh, he, he really, uh, he certified the, uh, the lollipop as a, um, as a FKT. Um, uh, one person, Jupiter Hikes, had done an unsupported hike. Took, uh, he did it in nine days. Um, 
And uh, I said, well, you know, I, I figured if I could do it, I could do it in under nine days. So I enlisted Jeff's help, you know, about uh, where should I put drops? How should I handle the lake? And, you know, later I know you'll ask me a thousand questions about the course and I'll go into that. But Jeff was instrumental in that also. Uh, so I formulated a plan and I decided on the lollipop rather than cross Florida. I still am going to do cross Florida. And I honestly find that a, um, a fascinating and I believe it will be a very fun route. But um, the lollipop was easier to plan for. I have... Um, I'm very familiar with the Lake to Ocean Trail or Ocean to Lake Trail and the uh, Lake Okeechobee Scenic Trail or the Lost Trail. I have done the Lost course three times, once solo and twice with relays. And I have done um, <laughs> the uh, Lake to Ocean 50K every year. They've had the 100K. <laughs> so do the math on that. I have finished Lake to Ocean only twice, and I've DNF'd it like six times, but I've made it 50K every time. So, so I'm very familiar with the course. So I decided that's why I decided on um, on the lollipop rather than cross Florida is the fact that planning for it was just so much easier. I, I knew I could do it. You know, I knew where to put drops on the Ocean to Lake Trail. And then I borrowed a, uh, a too big cart from uh, Jeff for um, the uh, Lake Okeechobee Scenic Trail. Uh, and then I knew I had Amy coming out. See, um, I have um, retired. I'm a retired school teacher. And uh, the retirement is what also what forced me and not forced me, but what got me thinking about doing something epic. Um, and I, I, I may save that story or uh, you can probably draw it out of me. But anyway, that's that's kind of what what I did. And then, I, uh, you know, some people like when when Mark was in for helping me uh, on the trip home, even after marshalling at uh, the Space Pirate, which, uh, man, that had to be uh, just a, a grueling, tiring thing. But that's that's the great guy that he is, that he I'm just so humbled by the help that I received um, that he would come right from space pirate to help me. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So when it comes down to the preparation, like you mentioned with the drops and all of that, you know, I feel like there's a lot of planning that has to go on b before you do something like this. Oh, w without a doubt. And, and you know, uh, it, your uh, podcast with Melinda and JD, uh, you know, boy, if I had Melinda on my team, I probably would have even done a, a faster and better job. But it was really laid out well because I am so familiar with both the courses. Uh, I took Jeff's um, model from Just Survive where he allows uh, four or five spots with uh, five-gallon buckets. And I thought, well, those would make great, uh, great drops. There were no restrictions on drops for a supported FKT attempt. And FKT, fastest known time. Uh, and my mantra for that was FKT, W, <laughs> T, F, K. Who the heck knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't know if I would, obviously, when you're trying something like a 243 uh, mile journey uh, to uh, to think that you're going to finish 
uh, for a guy like me that had never run for 130 miles in one trip, it, it would have been uh, really arrogant. And I, I had no idea. It's funny because when I saw people go, uh, you got this. I'm like, I don't got this. I'm going to earn this. There is no, no, there's nothing in my history that says I got this. I might have it and I'm going to try like a son of a gun to get it. But, you know, that, you know, I didn't got this <laughs> and I knew that. <laughs> um, so uh, my and I thought, you know, I knew I had a chance when I did the peer to peer starts in Miami Beach, finishes in Naples. And, and that was my first journey across the state. And that was 125 miles, 24 miles. And I had a time goal of 36 hours. And I hit that right on the money. I was 36 and change, but it was, yeah, I just wanted to do it in the 36 hour range. And uh, I was first overall male, uh, second overall. I just got edged just by a little bit uh, by chasing Karen Lebitsky. Karen edged me out by a mere 12 hours. So, I mean, you know, I could have seen her if I'd had a really, really powerful telescope, really powerful. And she was lit up. I could have seen her finish, but she, no, she beat me by 12 hours. But that wasn't the important thing. The important thing was I I met my goal and uh, four of us, only four of us started the race. um, And I just, I had a feeling that if I finished, I would be the, uh, be second overall. I mean, Karen had won it three times previously. I wasn't racing her. I was just trying to get across the state. Um, and the uh, other two guys were were very were new to ultras, and they both took off like bat out of hell. And I'm like, well, I will probably catch them somewhere along the way, and and I did. So anyway, finishing that race and finishing with no major issues and finishing in my time goal. And I was shocked that in the last, you know, 20 miles, when I was over 100, I was still able to run and run at will. Um, So that's, I thought, well, you know, I have a chance. I never thought I got this, but I knew I had a chance. Yeah. And one of the things with, you know, with goals and stuff like that, some people like to do the live feed thing and some people really don't. Did did you know that, you know, coming into it, you're going to, you know, give us updates on your journey? Great question. And my original thought, was I was going to go totally under the radar. Um, the only one I was going to tell about it was Jeff, uh, be- since he created the deal and I really needed his input. And Jeff said, no, man, put it out there. Get get some get some vibe going for, for the lollipop. Let's make it a thing. And I thought about it and I'm like, you know, I could go unsupported and I could go stealth, but I said, what gives me a better chance of finishing? And I knew the better chance of finishing was to be supported, uh, to get my wife out there as soon as I can. Uh, see, I, I said earlier that that I had retired. My wife has not. And so she had to, I started on uh, Thursday morning at, at midnight, uh, just after midnight. So, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Well, she had to work Thursday and Friday. So I knew I would not see her until Friday night. So I basically ran all day Thursday and all day Friday uh, without support. Um, but I also figured, so I, I figured by being supported and by doing the, the Facebook updates, it, it, you know, put some accountability out there. I couldn't just quit. <laughs> Everybody would know. Um, and there's, believe me, uh, I am in the Mike Melton school of DNF is did nothing foolish or did nothing fatal. And if at any point I felt that 
if any point in the first 216 miles <laughs> I, I <had laughs> felt that my health was at risk, I would have dropped. Um, I made it hard on myself to drop by not being supported for those uh, first two days. I kind of had to get somewhere um, to do that. Yeah, because I know for a lot of us at home, we loved watching those videos. You know, we, I always looked forward to watching those videos because for me, like I was out working at the Gasparilla Distance Classic all weekend and I'm pumped that I got to get that little phone call with you for a little bit. But I always was waiting, just waiting for that next video to drop. And I guess kind of in that realm of, you know, the preparation thing, like you mentioned with, with the Just Survive kind of, you know, the style of that with the buckets. Tell me about these buckets. My preparation, uh, like I said, I checked with Jeff. I, I filled four five-gallon buckets, and I had a cart. The four, five, four or five-gallon buckets were on the Ocean to Lake Trail. I had one at 15 miles, one at 30, one at 45, and one at 62, approximately. Um, and I put all kinds of stuff in there. Everything, I, I mean... Uh, Things that I, I talked to Loveland and and uh, Clapper and and Alberts, um, and uh, I got to see firsthand with uh, with Rich and Lucian on the stuff that they were eating. So I had cans of soup, protein bars, fudge covered um, Oreos, um, goose. Uh, um, had my uh, electrolyte mix. I had. Uh, lube. Uh, I had lights everywhere. I had power packs everywhere. I really overpacked because on those, because it's not like I had to carry it with. <laughs> what was your must-have item in all your uh, your drop containers? Oh, man. Um, Pocket proof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lube, uh, for one, and um, drink mix. You know, obviously, I had to have water, but uh, to have, uh, I use um, uh, Roctane now because it's it's chock full of calories and so i had uh baggies of that in in there that i i could mix uh and i had it in all of my buckets except for my bucket at corbett i don't know what happened to it it uh, it didn't uh it didn't make its way in there and and that was actually a long leg and that was after the sun came up so that was a a pretty serious error but um it wasn't an intentional error uh, so really, uh, the um, electrolyte drink and lube uh, um, were were must-haves. Then when I got to the cart, now this cart, uh, Jeff loves this cart, and he shouldn't, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the cart is enormous, all right? It, it's it's like one that you pull with a bicycle that, that you can uh, pull twins with or push twins if you're pushing it. <laughs> Um, so it can hold a lot of stuff, but as I found out on the Lake to Ocean Trail, there are many gates in there, and the cart would not go through the through some of the gates. And I had four gallons of water, change of clothes, change of shoes. I had food, and I had to when I came to to four four or five different gates, I had to totally unload the cart, pick it up, put it over the gate, go through the little pedestrian crossing, and then load the cart up again and go, hmm. which might be fairly easy at miles 20 30 but the first gate that i had to do this was at like mile 80 and then at 100 and then at 120 so <laughs> just not an easy thing to do um so uh the cart was great um but since then i have purchased a uh a much smaller cart that i know will fit through those gates now i'm not planning on another 
uh, lollipop, but there are some things that I am uh, planning um, on doing. Like, um, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know if people use carts at Vol State, but um, Bernadette and I are talking about doing a Vol State thing. And I think that cart would come in very handy because um, the great thing about the cart is I could attach an umbrella to it um, and, and in the in the shade. Um, so I had shade in that. So that was cool. So that was the planning part uh, of it. And one, another thing I, I did that was very smart in my planning is I bought um, larger shoes. So I bought, um, I wear in a size 11 and a half shoe. And then for the um, lost, I bought a, a 12 and a half double E shoe and road shoe. And then I bought a 12 and a half double E um trail shoe for my for my last uh, 62 miles on um on the ocean to lake course and i really think that those two things helped a whole heck of a lot because blisters will flat knock you out of of something like this and the feet swell and to try and keep them in in the same size shoe just uh you know, i i didn't see that as as a winning formula so that was something genius in my planning. Yeah. So take me into this thing, because first off, you have two hundred and forty some miles to cover. Right. What What's going through your <laughs> mind when you're about to leave that beach? Basically, twice as far as I'd ever run before, um, and I love running uh, at night, and so that's why I started at I started at twelve thirty two a.m. So I, I just uh, I wanted to make sure to get as much of the uh, Ocean of Lake Trail done uh, without the sun uh, as I could because that um, that's always been my downfall in the uh, Lake to Ocean race is that the sun just gets me. And I picked uh, the last weekend of February thinking that, you know, it'd be nice and cool. Uh, I was wrong. The entire time, 90 plus. This is February, guys. 90 plus degrees and full sun, full on sun. Um, so, you know, it was good strategy, but uh, it just didn't work out. Um, so what I was thinking when I started was, let's just see how far, let's see how this goes. And um, I started, after, you know, my first thought was just get to the lake, just get to the lake, that's 62 miles. And then I knew, all right, if I get to the lake, um, then, uh, you know, I'll probably have cell phone service, whatever. Um, but, you know, once I actually started, and it's kind of creepy out there uh, all by yourself. And, and the wildlife was abundant on the Ocean, Ocean Lake Trail. So I went very quickly from thinking about getting to the lake to thinking about getting to my first bucket at 15 miles at Riverbend. But I was excited about it because my last Lake to Ocean try uh, last June, I made it all the way to Riverbend and timed out. So I, I did everything on that except those last 15 miles. And this time I'm starting with those 15 miles. And it had been like since 2018 since I'd finished that damn race. So I had not <laughs> seen that 15 miles in a while. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. Even though it was dark, I thoroughly enjoyed those 15 miles. And, and they went by, uh, you know, I was probably averaging 
20 minute miles, but it just felt like I was flying by. Uh, nobody messed with my buckets and I was happy. And my whole thought was get to the first bucket and then get to Corbett, get to that second bucket. Yeah. So you finally make it to Riverbend, which is going to play a major role later on, on the return side of things. But next up, you got Laxahatchee, you've got Hungryland, you've got Dupuis, you got Corbett. Tell me about that. You know, how those miles go? You know, uh, after leaving Riverbend, uh, Loxahatchee was so so neat. Um, it was uh, not underwater. Last time I'd run it, it was totally underwater, and I think we did a podcast about that. Um, <laughs> got to um, uh, Hungry Land, and actually, for the it's uh, it is my nemesis. I do not like Hungry Land, and I <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. And I was thinking, all right, Michael Brown's Hungry Land 100 might not be too bad. <laughs> uh, got got to uh got to corbett where so many of my lake to ocean uh quests have ended at the 50k mark and just was really feeling good i i saw uh rob asbug out there he was just out running around and we chatted um and i i ate a can of cold soup um and had some oreos and sat and and did a 42 minute mile but that's because uh, you know, about 25 of that was just replenishing everything. And that is where I had um, somehow misplaced my um, Roctane. So I did not have electrolyte drink. I just had water for the next uh, 17 miles as, in the, as the sun came up. So that kind of stunk. Um, and I thought, well, this is the kind of thing that knocks people out of the race. But I just slowed down, took it easy, and, uh, you know, I made it all the way to Dupuis that was 45 miles for me or, um, and uh, got got everything I needed there uh, some olives and and uh, definitely doubled up on my uh, on my electrolyte drink and um, headed out for for the lake where I would pick up the cart and uh, and other stuff the uh, exciting things that happened um, on the ocean to lake trail from from the beach to the uh, to the lake, a um, couple of wild hogs that were uh, no more than five feet from me, <laughs> um, and again um, didn't didn't really. I mean, I was happy to see them, and they just kind of looked at me like, "What are you looking at? What are you looking?" At? And I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm just I'm just out here." Uh, some very large and active gators. Um, and uh, I, I said this in one of my um, uh, Facebook lives, but I actually saw a gator that was swimming and swimming fast enough that he leapt out of the water. Um, and it was it was like at um, 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, it was dark and kind of kind of kind of eerie to see that thing just leap out of the water. I didn't know gators could do that, but they can't. Uh, so don't tease gators. Um, and that was right before I made it to the lake. So Yeah, Andy, because I was curious, because once you leave that lake to ocean, ocean to lake trail, like, you know, those miles are not dry. How are you taking care of your feet before you hit the lake? Good question. I um, got this tip from, from Loveland. Um, she, I don't think she mentioned it on your podcast, but I was asking, you getting hip tips from her because I reached out to all these people. I'm, you know, I, I know one thing I know is I don't know everything. So I, I tried to reach out to people that, that, um, have done similar things and like, uh, 
Clapper was so good about telling me uh, during the daylight, get your electrolytes, get your electrolytes, make sure you get your electrolytes. And and every time, you know, he texts me randomly. And every time he did, I'd take a couple E-caps. Well, Loveland said, uh, sent me a link to um, to some blister pads. And I, I ended up going with moleskin. Uh, I put moleskin sheets on my, um, on my feet. And um, they lasted... Um, all the way through Lake Ocean, and I changed them when I was laying on top of that uh, tractor trailer. I put on more moleskin, um, and that really, I mean, uh, Andrea, Jeff's better half, uh, Andrea, when when I ended up having to stake out for the night and we took my shoes off, she was amazed. She goes, like, you've got no blisters. And I said, well, I, I used that moleskin, and I used in Genji socks, and I really didn't have any blisters or any feet issues for those two first uh, 225 miles so um when during hungry land i'll be doing that again i'll be putting moleskin on my um, sheets in and it's like um it's almost looks like an ace bandage but it's got really good gluey tape on it so you can put on my feet and and uh it definitely lasted uh you know 100 miles at a clip so that that helped a lot and that's what i did for my feet yeah so now you're like 20 plus hours into this thing you know you're at the lake you've got moleskin on your feet what's the next decision for lake okeechobee you know i i started thinking all right well i know that there are many benches on lake okeechobee and it was 10 30 at night and i'm like so i've been i've been going for 22 hours i'm like i'll, I'll need to catch a couple hours sleep so I started pushing my cart. I filled it with uh, my four gallons of water and all my food and um, started heading uh, clockwise towards Pahokee. But immediately I was looking for a place to sleep. And I'm like, man, I thought there was a bench around here. Well, it turns out on that section, they've torn down all the benches. I don't know if they were having issues oh, with homeless people. Um, not that they don't deserve a place to sleep because they do. And, and I, you know, then didn't see where it would hurt anybody to be sleeping on a bench. I certainly look like a homeless person though. <laughs> I mean, I'd fallen <laughs> twice on the Lake ocean trail. So I was muddy, I was dirty and I'm pushing this cart full of supplies. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure I look like a homeless person. Uh, about a mile into it, I saw a flatbed uh, trailer with a tractor on top of it. And I'm like, you know, I better take this opportunity. So I hunkered down. Uh, the The trailer was about uh, waist height and then the tractor on top of it. So I slept on top of the flatbed and under the trailer. Uh, there wasn't much clearance, but eh, there was probably three feet of clearance. So I uh, hunkered down there and went to sleep almost immediately. And uh, when I did that, uh, I slept for about 15 minutes when I heard this noise um, and I thought it was somebody accosting me. It turned out it was just a, um, a horn from uh, US 98, which is, uh, which is very close to there. Um, and I sat up really quick to see what it was. And of course, I banged my head on the trailer, oh. uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the tractor that was on top of me. And I kind of cut my head and then I couldn't get back to sleep. So I put on my road shoes. They were just my regular size road shoes. But Amy was bringing... Uh, my my large side and I and I started I started going again um, and I, I kept that up till about uh, three o'clock in the morning uh, and I just got so tired that I laid right down on the uh, Lake Okeechobee scenic trail uh, anybody that's run that it's 
uh, probably 70% asphalt and then uh, 30% um, gravel. Well, this was part of the asphalt part of it. Um, and so I laid down there and I fell asleep almost instantly just in the middle of the trail. Um, and I, that lasted about five minutes before the bugs attacked me, uh, <laughs> ants, mosquitoes, you know, every kind of, and I'm like, oh man, this is no fun. So a <laughs> uh, 10 minute nap there. And then, then, uh, at about five o'clock, I did find a, uh, a bench and I laid on that bench for about 20 minutes and, and until the sun started coming up and, <laughs> and all of this, while I'm doing this, uh, Mark is marshalling the, uh, the uh, space pirate. So, Mark, oh, how yeah, much rest yeah. did you get between the space pirate and then coming out to see me? Um, I got I got a good amount of rest because I was um, I was actually at mile fifty. Um, that was my last position there, and I was just checking runners through. And you know, I was I was kind of waiting there so I would catnap as they were coming through. I got out of there probably about like nine nine thirty. So I, I I managed to get I managed to get some sleep and um, and. Uh, uh, you know, of course, I was meeting you the next evening. So, and thank you for that. Because <laughs> if you don't come out there, um, then, uh, out at the end of uh, it's the lollipop, it's, it's the two sixteen instead of the two forty one point. If you don't come out there, um, and I saw a couple of hikers during the the race, and my friend Tom, uh, Tom Frederick, who Mark got to meet. Uh, Tom, Tom brought me coffee at mile 15, which was very nice. But by mile 111, that coffee was long gone. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> at 111, um, and I think, I want to say that that was uh, near Clewiston, uh, where um, Michael Alberts came out and ran 25 miles with me. And that was Oh my gosh, that was, uh, you know, after being uh, totally alone for 111, he came out there and, you know, he's, it's so funny because guys, I, I, I feel young. Okay. For the most part, I feel young, but they've got these things called mirrors. Mirrors tell a different story. When I look into a mirror, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, what's Donald Sutherland doing here? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, Donald Sutherland, like Jeff, Jeff goes, well, he's a good looking guy. I go, yeah, but he's also 80, you know? <laughs> so I feel young, but I'm not. Uh, so I'm running with Michael Alberts and something came up and we were talking about, he's asking me about when I started ultras. I said, 1999. I said, well, what were you in college? Uh, then he goes, dude, I was 11. <laughs> Even though he's a young guy, um, he uh, he was what a what a great great thing that he came all the way out. I mean, he lives in Melbourne, and I'm on the you know southwest side of the lake, and he came out there and ran 25 miles with me. Yeah, he came right as it was getting dark. Well, I'd only had about 30 minutes of total sleep, so after our first section together, I we ran um, when we got to Moorhaven. I was so tired. Uh, we ran nine miles together. And I was awake for one of those miles. I ran, I ran eight miles totally asleep. Uh, <laughs> um, I kept looking. We were we had a turn. When you get to Moorhaven, it's Clewiston and Moorhaven and Lake Park Port are three places where you have to leave the um, the dike. Uh, lake Okeechobee Scenic Trail is up about twenty feet above the twenty thirty feet above the lake. 
on on a dike that goes all the way around it to protect in case there's a hurricane. Well, uh, Moorhaven's one of those places you have to leave the dike and go on the road. And when we're going back towards the dike, uh, I'm looking at some reflectors for a uh, for a turn. And we kept talking about these reflectors and looking for them. And then I said, Mike, Michael, what what happened to our turn? He goes, dude, that was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and I'm like, I totally missed it. I had been asleep. I mean, really good asleep for like 20 minutes and didn't even realize it. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, he's like, I didn't want to wake you up because you were actually running. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, kind of taking the mind out of it and just going on instinct. So that was very cool. And then at um, when Amy showed up uh, somewhere near Lakeport, um, which is another place you have to go off of the, the dike. Uh, so she showed up, and, and then I got my first real sleep. I said, I need an hour and a half. And I'm like, uh, you know, uh, Michael, you can you can bag out now, and Amy can take you back to, to your car, but I, I need some sleep. But I slept in the truck. She had it, air conditioning going, and Michael slept um, on the tailgate of the truck. He goes, no, I'm gonna, I want to run some more. So he actually ran like another 10 miles with me after that. Um, so, uh, you know, how cool, how cool was that? So I got 25 miles in with him and we were, we were going at a good clip. And then, then it was just Amy and I um, all the way to um, past Okeechobee, all the way to uh, Taylor Creek. So that was about, I don't know, 30 or 40 mile section where I was by myself again, but I had Amy just what, you know, there's, there's somebody that knows you that well. And, um, but uh, those next 30, 40 miles, I, I was just kept being stunned because uh, I think um, I was at like one thirty when, when Amy met me and that was almost as far as I'd ever gone before. And I just had no issues. My, my legs were great. My feet were great. Uh, my stomach often goes south. And even in that heat, it, it didn't. Uh, you know, with the, the umbrella, I know, helped a lot, thanks to uh, Jeff and Bernadette for that, uh, for that thought. So I made it uh, from Lakeport all the way to, to Taylor Creek all by myself. And then uh, my friend Ty uh, Aronson. Uh, met me for, he, he was only supposed to do 10. Uh, he's coached by Elisa Smith Batchen. And Elisa's an awesome lady and, and Ty listens to her, uh, which is why his running is going so well. He, he does what she says, but and so he did a dozen miles with me and, and Mikey Brown met me right with like, I don't know, about five miles before Ty left. So they got to meet each other. And uh, Mike talked him into doing Hungry Land uh, 100, so he got some more, some more support for that. Um, and I was just amazed, though, that I was able to keep, you know, 20-minute miles, and that that 20-minute mile includes the stops and all that throughout that. And I also got to give up my cart when when Amy met me. I put that in the in the back of the truck, and when the sun came up again, I switched to just the uh, the small umbrella, uh, the handheld umbrella. So all that went, it, you know, no issues uh, all the way to uh, to Taylor Creek. Uh, then we um, we hit um, not too far from there where Ty had to leave, and so 
Michael took me all the way to Port Mayaca and over the huge bridge. Port Mayaca is the last place we had to leave the uh, dike. And, and if you're doing loss, you know, you have to leave the dike and go over that big bridge. And when we got to the other side of the bridge, Michael had to, to leave me and I was on my own uh, back to North Everglades natural area where it picks up the the lake to ocean trail and after michael left me i started feeling sorry for myself it started getting dark again and i'm like i'm all by myself and my wife went to take michael back to his car you know um taylor creek or wherever he was and so i'm like uh, i I didn't want it so when i start climbing uh the trail back up to the back up to the uh dike um i'm not gonna lie to you i was looking on both sides of the Lake to Ocean Scenic Trail, I was looking for a bicycle. Because I'm like, <laughs> if there's a bicycle, I'm going to ride it. Now, <laughs> the reason that when I when uh, when I uh, was in Pahokee, uh, which is I, I don't know, 15 miles from from where the where I started on the dike, there was a random, very small girl's bike, and I thought I could ride that bike, but I was pushing the cart at the time, and also pretty sure that the FKT people don't want you riding a bike. I think they want you either running or hiking, but I was looking for a bike because I was feeling <laughs> sorry for myself, but I, I got to stay in the game because there was no bike there, and it turned out I wasn't as far from, from the Lake to Ocean Trail as I thought I was. As a matter of fact, I beat Amy back there after she dropped Michael off, I was able to get there and I called her and I'm like, where are you? She goes, well, I'm uh, going over the bridge now. I'm like, oh, well, you'll be here in five minutes. Um, and she was, and I got another hour sleep um, there. I probably should have gotten more, but I wanted to get back on the Ocean to Lake Trail before the sun came up. Yeah, because, you know, once you make it back to that, the Lake to Ocean, Ocean to Lake Trail, like, you just did the entire Lake Okeechobee, which for some people, that's it. Oh. Like, that's their whole race. Buddy, <laughs> that's 118 miles of boredom, all right? <laughs> um, it's so cool when you get on there and you look, in my case, to the right, because I was going clockwise. If you're going counterclockwise, it's to the left. And you see this huge lake that, I mean, it looks like a doggone ocean. Um, and it's so cool. <laughs> and then it's like more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. So, yeah. Um, and, and the reason, you know, it's bizarre that this worked out for me because I took two courses that I'm terrible at. The Lost Race, 118. I have finished that solo. Uh, but it took me 32, 32, 34 hours. And I did really well for the first 106 miles. I think I did 106 miles in 26 hours. But the last 12 also took me, uh, the last 12 um, took me like seven hours. So it seems like it was 32, 33 hours, something like that. Um, so, I, you know, it just, and I, that's where I picked up the first time I'd ever done the lean um, and there's pretty well-documented pictures of me doing the lean. And the first time that ever happened to me was during the lost course. And then <laughs> it happened worse at Umstead. And, oh, oh, I'm so happy that Andrew Barrett got some video footage of that. So if you <laughs> see how bad it was. But I never got the, the lean um, during the Ocean to Lake Trail or the entire uh, lost so I was pretty happy and I'm fe- feeling very confident as I hit about 182 miles um, 
180 miles uh, going back to finish up. Yeah, so now Lake Okeechobee is over. You know, the lollipop part of the lollipop 240. You're heading back on the trail. What's the game plan now? You're, you've just got one more long stretch to go. It, it's just it, it have my big shoes on and uh, took off uh, to Dupuis to get to my bucket. And fortunately, Amy was meeting me also because um, those 15 miles were uneventful. Didn't see any good wildlife um, or anything. Uh, and I hit Dupuis and um, my bucket had been, I, I, the first time when I hit him, I did a really good job of hiding him. But then after I used him on the way to the lake, I did not hide him as well. Um, I just figured nobody had messed with them since I put them out on uh, Monday and started the course on Thursday and nobody had messed with them. So I, I thought that they'd be pretty safe. So I did not hide them as well. So I got to my bucket, 109, about 195 miles at Dupuis and my bucket had been ransacked. And I don't know if it was people or if it was animals, but it didn't really matter because I had Amy. A Amy met me there. And so it wasn't, wasn't a big deal. I, uh, I, I, at that point, I should have really taken it an hour or even two sleep because I was tired, but I wanted to get to, um, I, I just, I wanted to get to, uh, to Corbett. So I took off, um, for a seven mile section before I would see Amy and I, and I was falling asleep on my feet but not good falling asleep on my feet. When I was with Michael, it was funny because he could wake me up or point me in the right direction. And it was fun and games. But when I was falling asleep by myself on my way to Corbett, it, you know, I, I would like grab onto a tree and just like, <laughs> it's just like, I want to go to sleep so bad. But <laughs> there was just nowhere to go to sleep. I didn't want to mm. just lay on the uh, on the trail because I'd had that experience laying on the Lake Okeechobee Scenic Trail and got attacked by the bugs and all that. And I figured in the thick of the woods, it would even be worse. Mm. So I just was stumbling on my feet. Um, at one point, I just couldn't find the trail. Uh, and then I ran into uh, Leo and Leo would, he'll save the day later. But uh, Leo was running with some some uh, folks and he, he went taking selfies. He's like, Luke, he's a legend. The legend's here. I'm like, yeah, you mean has been. I'm like, I, I'm such a legend. I don't even know where I am. <laughs> the trail it's right down there and i'm like where and he goes they're right down there and so i'm stumbling and i still couldn't find it and i'm stumbling then came al vargas Var what's Marcus? vargas yeah vargas okay yeah al vargas yeah al vargas what uh, what a sweetheart he guided me i don't even know if he, what direction he was running but when he saw me he took me to the trail <laughs> and he guided me all the way back to where amy was parked and it, it was um it was only like three miles, but it was like it could have been six hours if he hadn't showed up because mm -hmm. I just could not find the trail. I was just and it's not that it was uh, that hard to find. I was just so disoriented because, guys, at this point, I've gone 200 miles and I've mm -hmm. never gone more than 130 before. And um, it was, you know, it was dark. <laughs> and <laughs> I, just, I needed some sleep. So I got to where to where Amy was and, um, and Al guided me there and I'm like, I, I need some sleep. And so I got another hour probably. And then I was excited because, all right, now I'm going to Corbett. Um, so another, and at this point it, since it, it was like 12 miles and it, it got really hot, no breeze, no cloud cover, but I just kept going 20 minute miles, 20 minute miles, 20 minute miles. 
And that's not fast, but it's as fast as I could manage. And I thought I got to Corbett in decent shape. I, I wasn't, you know, I, 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 at that point I have 30 miles left. So I've gone uh, 210 miles um, and I was shocked. And, and he said the same thing. You're still moving great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And my legs are, my legs were fantastic. My feet were fantastic. My stomach. Was, um, so I had to attack Hungry Land again. And I didn't think it would be that big a deal because it wasn't bad going from east to west. From west to east, it, it, my nemesis Hungry Land got me again. Um, and I just, there's no shade. And uh, it just ate me up. And, and the sun was at my back. And I could see that my my posture, I could see the lean coming. And I'm like, oh, I was trying so hard to stand up straight, just trying so hard. And, and I, I, I was a battle that, that quite frankly, I lost. Um, but I still had made good time through the beeline. Um, and uh, so that's cool. At the beeline, I have 25 miles left, but I do have the lean. And Amy saw that. But we thought we could, uh, we, I thought I could gut it out because um, it wasn't that bad at the time. But I put on, um, put on my, my pack and um and she went to park i said i need you to to park at the entrance to the trail because you have to do i don't know maybe a half mile on the road there before you go back into the trail to at loxahatchee and so she took off uh to, to go park there and as soon as i got onto the road i i just my my slight lean went to a went to a uh, a left left leaning uh, letter C and uh, and with the heat and I had to take my pack off uh, my hydration pack and just put it over one shoulder and I kept dodging into the woods just to, to get shade and she thought I was in there throwing up but I just needed shade and rest uh, but I made that half mile probably took me 15 minutes to get that half mile and I said honey this isn't going to work I said I, I um I said, let's see. Um, I don't know what, what we're going to do. I can't do this for, for 25 more miles. Um, and um, But I said, I can't quit either. Um, so we called uh, called Jeff, and Jeff was able to get a hold of uh, Leo uh, Costa. And um, we managed to get some, some uh, trekking poles. And Jeff said, you're going to have to wait there for 45 minutes for us to get them to you. And um, 45 minutes... Um, is it, I guess on East coast time, um, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> in the West coast, we would call that 90 minutes, but <laughs> on East coast time, uh, it, it, uh, they, they, he said 45 minutes. So, um, I sat in the truck with the air conditioner on and he got, he did a uh, get there with the poles and he said, I'm going with you. And so I had the tre Leo's trekking poles and I'm like, I felt like pretty confident that I could get it done. Because I knew I had Mark meeting me um, at uh, at Riverbend, and uh, obviously we were going to blow that away. So uh, I the poles really helped for about uh, a half mile. <laughs> I used them to keep myself upright, but then just uh, biology won out. I just couldn't keep myself straight. Um, so we did the best we could. I don't uh, I don't know how long. It took us to get from uh, the entrance to Loxahatchee um, to um, wherever uh, Mark met us. I don't know what you call that area. 
but that's it, the limit. Yeah, the C eighteen canal is where uh, Lock Slough spills out and yeah. transitions to Riverbend. There, yeah. Well, you can. What did I look like when I popped out? Because I know how I felt. You, you look terrific. You, <laughs> you look terrific for somebody who just went two hundred and something miles. Uh, you know, <laughs> he definitely had the lean. Um, and, and I got to say too, uh, just going to rewind a little bit. Um, as soon as he started looking for poles, I mean, you know, Jeff, you can't say enough about Jeff Stevens. Um, Jeff reached out to everybody. I mean, he reached out to me. He reached out to Leo. He reached out to Mikey Brown. He, he reached out to everybody trying to find trekking poles. And then we finally, uh, he finally, Leo tracked down some. And so that's uh, the trekking poles. It just, it just speaks to the, to oh. the community that was just really um, determined to see Andy get this, <laughs> get this thing. We were, I mean, we were all invested at this point. We wanted him to like nothing else to, to get through it. But um, when he popped out at Lock Slough, he <laughs> was definitely um, a left-leaning C shape. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. I was in bad shape. Uh, you know, yeah. I wanted to make it to Riverbend, and then then I had Jeff and uh, Mark with me um, for for a bit there, and you know it was I don't know go a hundred yards and then rest and then go a hundred yards and then rest, uh, but I was throwing everything I had at it. Uh, but you know there there's a lot of times uh, mental tricks were will will work. Uh, but that's if motivation is an issue. Motivation wasn't the issue. It was it was straight up physical, um, and uh, somehow, some way, by hook, crook, I I made it to uh, to Riverbend. I don't I don't know uh, when when Mark came, what what point he came out with the idea to stake out for the night, and and staking out is um, if you're if you're on a quest like this. Um, Badwater does it, but also you can do it on any FKT attempt where you have to mark the place that you leave the course. Um, and then you have 24 hours to get back to the course. Now, if it's a timed event like by Badwater, um, you know, there's that's a 48 hour limit. And and so you you got to get but this FKT to make it a continuous thing, you have to get back out there in 24 hours. So, uh, at Mark, I don't know what point you mentioned staking out as an option. Do you do you remember when that that came to life? Yeah, actually, I um, when you were you would come out. We you came out of the C eighteen, and we got you to this little uh, where Amy had the truck. Um, it's just right. it's basically just a cul de sac right next to the C eighteen, um, right. and uh, and so he was laying down, and I. I I went over to Jeff and I said, Jeff, you know, is it, is it possible for him to stake out? And Jeff goes, yeah, I, th I think it is. And he, he kind of looked into it a little bit and we came up with the plan. I said, all right, well, uh, one of us should gently suggest this. I know he's determined to go <laughs> through tonight, but maybe one of us should <laughs> gently suggest this as we're going through. And um, we were, we were trekking at that point. Um, at the point I brought it up, we were going through Riverbend and um, I, I run in Riverbend probably two to three times a week. And Andy was finding these stumps like on the side of the trail to just sit on, like, you know, like the, the kid in the giving tree or the old man in the giving tree kind of a thing. And he's <laughs> like, he sits down on this stump and he's got his head down. And I said, Hey Andy, I said, you know, 
do you think this FKT thing, do you think they'll allow you to stake out like Badwater? And he just, without a hesitation, it was like, yes, yes, they will. (laughs) (laughs) He was on board. Um, I said, all right, then we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go get you out of here and get you some rest. And um, we started going along again and he kept asking how far, and I kept telling him just a half mile. (laughs) about a mile and a half (laughs) (laughs) where is this where is this dang gate i'm like it's coming andy it's coming just about a half mile (laughs) (laughs) yeah we kind of we kind of used the carrot to get him through um and eventually we did we did stake him out we did uh, yeah beautiful piece of bark and I don't know if you read it or what, but it was, it, it was, it, you could distinguish this piece of bark. It seemed like it was triangle shaped. And yep. uh, I, I, I don't know if you wrote on it, but uh, we we're going to the, I could see where the, the, you know, truck was parked and we're, we're uh, going towards this fence. And they're like, if you go over here, you can go around the fence. And I'm like, I'm going straight line, baby. <laughs> straight <through. laughs> We get to this, this uh, um, wooden, fence there like a um you know a rail fence and i just went right through the the rails i kind of parallel to the ground and uh <laughs> like you just limboed through that how does it, like, it was it was the smoothest motion i'd seen all night from it was <laughs> like you saw that truck and that was it oh and uh, i got in that truck and um I said, Amy, did somebody vomit in here? And she goes, honey, that's you. <laughs> I said, so bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, Jeff and, and Andre are not going to let me in their house uh, smelling like this. And they're like, well, Jeff's like, well, we, you know, you can get undressed in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from there to, um, to uh, Jeff and Andrea's house. And it, it, I don't know if it was, you know, five minutes away or 30 minutes away because i was asleep instantly in the in the truck we got there and sure enough i i stripped down in the garage i got right in the shower and i was amazed when i got in the shower and scrubbed hard no chafing anywhere no at this point 226 miles in no Mm -hmm. chafing uh no blisters um but i was so tired when i got out of that shower um there's a little twin bed that they let me sleep in. Soon as I got in that bed, I mean, uh, just sleep in my birthday suit. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I'm like, okay. I mean, uh, and did not move the entire night. And I, I got about um, six hours of sleep. Uh, woke up in the morning and, uh, you know, uh, hobbled out to the uh common area where everybody is and they're like how you feeling i'm like i feel great totally lying my back was still tight but it didn't hurt it was tight but it didn't hurt um and uh i uh, i for the first time during this entire experience i took some ibuprofen we went back out there uh and and you know it was mark and i our quest to get the last 16.2 miles done and that's the thing you only have 16 more miles to go 16 ish miles you know you're back at riverbend you're heading off on the trail how'd that final stretch go first mile went really well um the um gosh uh was that Allison? Allison Duarte met us out there. Yeah, awesome. she met yeah. us out there, and we had a very delightful mile. Um, yeah, 
you know, kind of thought things were going to go pretty well, uh, given that, that first mile. Um, and then it didn't take long before I just, uh, you know, again, biology, all the positive thoughts and words just couldn't, uh, couldn't overcome the, the, uh, you know, the medical issues. And I, and I started, uh, at first I was just leaning, um, doing the Dan Miller where I'm leaning, uh, over with my head, uh, almost to the ground. And I had the poles going like ching, 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 and uh, not going very fast and, and having to stop. And I don't know, what was it, about five miles in when we hit the magic bridge, Mark? Um, the, the magic bridge wasn't until about eight miles in. That, oh, was, that, uh, that was the that was the Kitchen Creek Bridge. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we managed to fumble our way through uh, through the canal, uh, the canal crossing um, and then. You, uh, we got through there. Yeah, and you were you were so positive, and just I don't know how what it was really like for you, but you kept telling me you're moving good when you're moving. No, and <laughs> you were you were moving good. I was being honest with you. I wasn't telling you half mile anymore. Yeah, um, you know, I was I was being straight with you and saying, hey, you know, um, and then uh, you know, let's let's you were moving it. You were I, I, coming up and. No, I know mile one went well, but then, uh, you know, one through seven was definitely, you know, I was having to stop and it was not easy, yeah. but then we get that, uh, kitchen Creek bridge yeah. at, at mile eight. And that was just magic. Uh, you know, we that was, that was incredible to lay on, but I, I'm like, I can't make it to a bench. I got to lay down now. So I laid down on that bridge. Um, and, um, I don't know, there's some, some magic in that bridge because when I got up, um, I didn't have to stop again after that. Uh, nope. I, uh, I nope. changed my, uh, I, I did the reverse C or uh, lead with the D is what also what yeah. I thrust <laughs> my, my hips out forward and lean back. And I had to use the, the, the poles to keep from falling over backwards, but I was able to go on a continuous, um, you know, w without stopping. And, and it wasn't fast, but it was, it was continuous motion and here's oh yeah if there's continuous motion you know you're getting somewhere and yeah. so we were and then at that point um because i could not wear a pack either a hydration pack or even a waist pack because it just messed with my back too much uh, mark was having to carry all the hydration and uh, uh you know also i think at uh, kitchen creek bridge is where i found the pocket banana yeah <laughs> so, I know you thought I was just happy to see you, but no, I actually did have a banana in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I was able to eat that banana. And so the, um, you know, it was the, the, the bridge and the banana and, but, but we still um, needed, uh, needed some hydration at this point, since it, it was hot and I just wasn't getting the fluid that I needed was the first time that I got dehydrated and, uh, the um the telltale yeah. uh urine went from clear to brown um and and that had not been an issue for you know 225 miles and now it was and now i'm like all right everything's going great now but we need some some hydration um and uh, we ha we had some water but we didn't have uh and so at that point it became let's let's find jeff because we knew jeff was going to meet us um and Man, uh, Jeff met us at, uh, and we were moving well. But when, what, what mileage did Jeff meet us at? Um, it was probably about a mile to the dunes. So I would say it was probably at about. We were probably about ten and a half miles in. 
maybe okay. uh, at that point. And so he had PB and J's and Mark was being so nice. He's like, Oh, I don't need anything. And I'm like, he hasn't had maybe two sips of, of, of something to drink and all this time. And <laughs> so it wasn't, you know, taxing running wise for him, but still in the heat and, and time. Uh, so fortunately, uh, Jeff bought two peanut butter and jellies and I ate one and, and uh, Mark, oh, I'll just hold on to this, but he did end up eating it. Um, and but he uh, he brought the most delicious uh, Gatorade that I've ever had. I mean, it was like oh, it was nectar from the gods. It was it was so good. Um, <laughs> so uh, that is another thing that saved us. And you know, just uh, a beautiful thing that uh, you know he took the day off of work because now we're into Monday. My whole thing is I wanted to finish on Sunday, so. So Amy could uh, make it to work on Monday because somebody's got to uh, earn a living and, and make and pay for the insurance. And uh, I voted for Amy, uh, and I won that vote one to one. So anyway, <laughs> so but I had to stretch it into Monday. So she took the day off. Jeff took the day off. Mark took the day off. My God, uh, I, I would never ask anybody to do that. And and and, and these three all did. Um, to to try to get me uh, safely to the beach. So Jeff met us, uh, and when he met us, it, it was just we knew we were close to the dunes. And once you get to the dunes, man, it's only it's only a mile and a half to the doggone road. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, we made it to the road, um, and again, not fast but steady, steady. We didn't stop even once during that, and. And again, my feet were great, my legs were great, <laughs> and and I was doing my best with the back. Uh, and then we get to the we get to the road and uh, we're able to cross it without getting killed. And at that point, uh, Jeff left us to get, go to the beach to to greet us there. So it was uh, Mark and I and uh, and Amy also took off to the beach. So it was just the two of us for the next two miles. Um, and I think this is where where I might have told Mark uh, the most true thing that I've ever said, and that is, you know, as bad as I felt, and and as as you know, bad as my back felt, as much pain as I was in, uh, every second of that was better than every single day that I had in 2022. 2022 beat me up. It beat me down. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, uh, you know I, I knew I could face anything physical. Um, and, and the whole race for me was about turning the page. It was leaving that shit behind. Uh, Amy and I had a great year. No, no uh, relationship issues. Uh, A1 Ultras uh, and, and Tampa races, great years. Uh, had so much fun, but... But uh, the school system just chewed me up and spit me out. And, and uh, I told Mark, you know, we were looking at Facebook Live and people are like, uh, you're a legend. And I'm like, well, you know, it has been. It's more like it. But they're like, you're a hero. And I'm like, shouldn't be a hero for, for doing something stupid and then being stubborn. You know, it's probably not the smartest to say, all right, I'm going to run twice as far as I've ever run before before when you've already run 120 five miles nonstop. So I'm going to run twice as far and then just being stubborn. But I said, you know what? I'll take the hero status. If it is when life can beat you down like that, but you still go to work every day and you're still 
a positive influence in helping people all the way. And I helped so many students, so many uh, high school students that, that were on the verge of dropping out. And I, and I took them and guided them all the time where my bosses were, were just giving me shit right and left because I was helping people. Um, and, and, I, and it doesn't have to be like that. And, and it, uh, I didn't understand it. Um, and I don't know why it happened. But it did happen. And if it hadn't happened, I promise you, even with Mark and Jeff and Andrea and Amy and Michael Brown and Ty and Leo uh, and Al, I wouldn't have finished that. I would not have finished that lollipop uh, if I hadn't had to go through all that other stuff. Heck, back pain, easy. Uh, foot pain, easy. Stomach pain, easy. But going to work every day and helping people when you're just getting, uh, you know, when, when they're when they're working against you and and down that that is that's hard. That's hard. And uh, you know, I, I probably have I don't know a thousand students that would tell that would tell you. What a, what a good teacher I was, but you know if your boss doesn't think so, then uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, there's uh, when when the people in power um, don't think so. So anyway, all that prepared me uh, for uh, for this, and all that will mean that our races that we put on will be better because I have more time to devote to them. So I'm not a big believer in everything happens for a reason, but I am a big believer in everything that happens. You make a positive out of it and you turn it into, you learn from it and you do something good because of it. And um, that is something I pledge to do is do something good because of it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember that, Mark, when I said that to you, but every, you know. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I, Absolutely. I, I do not, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't know why we get so uh, worried about showing emotion. I mean, I'm a 61-year-old man. Uh, old men are supposed to cry, but generally I only cry when a pet dies. Because, <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, in my family, we're taught to take it. You just take it. And, and that's what I did for 2022. I just took it. And I, and I showed up every day. But, um, you know, if I had it to had it to do over again, I, I'd, I'd draw my line in the sand and I'd stand up for myself and not worry about the consequences so much uh, because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> uh, but right. anyway, it, it, it definitely taught me a lesson. And uh, one lesson is I'll stand up for myself a lot more in the future. And, um, and I can handle a lot. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I knew I could handle everything. You know, I did not know that I was going to finish that lollipop. But I knew that everything that that happened during it, I could get through. And I knew, uh, you know, when I staked out in the morning and I wasn't feeling great, I knew I'd do that last 16 miles. I didn't know how long it was going to take. Um, you know, I didn't know if I'd finish on one leg, but I knew I could finish. And uh, then, I, of course, oh, yeah. yeah. And when we got on that, when we got on that road, and I still had a, a little ginger ale and a pocket orange left. <laughs> 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 You could do anything with pocket orange and ginger ale. 
<laughs> just like a pocket dog. That's right. That was like a pocket dog. That's right. I heard about you. Pocket. That was love, love That was the quote, man. Yeah. <laughs> pocket fruit. Isn't that what Mark said? Pocket fruit. Just yeah. Of- yeah. The pocket fruit was the key. It was. It was clutch. <laughs> yeah. All right. So overcame all that. Overcame the emotions. Got to the beach. Got to the water. Uh, Mark filmed it on Facebook Live. Um, got in the water. Broke down, started sobbing, uh, mostly because uh, of the journey uh, of what it what it meant turning the page and looking forward. And, uh, you know, I, at, at probably 200 miles, I knew that I'd accomplished everything I needed to accomplish as far as, as getting all the bad crap out and starting to look forward. But I got in that water and, and, and I, you know, <laughs> I let it out. And uh, then, of course, I promptly got knocked over by a wave and swept out to sea. Uh, I, <laughs> I heard about that old man in the sea story. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what, and the cool thing, is Jeff Stevens was 100% correct when he said, you know, uh, put it out there, do it, get some interest. Now I see it, a whole lot of people interested in doing the lollipop. Couple, couple have already tried. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's hard to do it if you're happy. <laughs> you got to be miserable yeah. when you get out there. So uh, we need some miserable son of a bitch to get out there and just blow away my four four days, sixteen hours, and twenty five minutes. Uh, <laughs> it, it can, you know, I I could have been fifteen hours if I'd have just slept for two two hours before I went into Hungryland. Um, I probably would have been fifteen hours uh, faster. But you take woulda, shoulda, and coulda in one hand, and uh, 50 cents in the other won't even buy you a pocket orange. (laughs) (laughs) When Eddie hit the water, man, there was, I got to say that there was not a dry eye on that, you know, in our group. uh, We were, he may have broken down, but I don't think, I think he was, he was too busy getting swept out to sea to notice all of us were in the same shape. I mean, it was uh, because, you know, like, like he's saying, he he allowed us to become part of this journey with him, and uh, it was uh, it was something that was really really special. I mean, there's there's not many people that are unafraid to open themselves up the way this guy did, and uh, it was it was an experience like nothing else. And you know, we we got there. I I looked over at Andrea. She's she's got tears on her face. Jeff was Jeff was tearing up. All of us were tearing up. Yeah, it was just. Uh, it was a great moment. It was a really great, you know, I, I have massive respect for anybody that, that shows emotion. It's one of the reasons that my brother loves me is that, that he goes, you're not afraid to cry. It's like, it's not, fear has nothing to do with it. I can't help it. But believe me, if I, if I could, if I could be stoic, I would be because that's the way I was raised. <laughs> but I just, uh, at some point in my life, I left that behind and, uh, and, and opened up more, um, and I guess it's because, uh, you know, I, it, it has en- enabled me to make the good times that much better. And, uh, and, and, the, and, and the feels just so much deeper. Uh, but, you know, the, the, uh, the drawback is that, uh, man, uh, I, could, uh, I could start crying at a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. You're not getting my Bud Light. 
Uh, <laughs> my wife is so great. When I finished, Joe, I know you'll appreciate this. She had a Florida Man IPA for me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> because you have just completed a Florida Man type thing. <laughs> so I was fighting the gears and the and the uh, and the wild boars. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you cross the beach, you hit the, you know, you hit the ocean, you are baptized by the waves of the ultra. You betcha. Good. And, and it's like something like this, like as you alluded to, you know, it's kind of the emotional and it's the mental journey of it all. Cause you know, there's no award, there's no belt buckle for this. It's, it's just for you. You are absolutely correct. And I, and I told that to Jeff when we were on the dunes, you know, he said something about FKT. I said, that doesn't even matter to me. I don't, I don't care about the FKT. He goes, well, you got to care a little. And I said, well, I, you know, I, I said, I am happy about it and I will register it. I said, but it's not about the FKT. And it wasn't, it, it was about the journey and it was about turning the page and it was about going to something and doing it for something. And you're, you're right. Um, you know, I, I absolutely didn't need uh, any type of award. I didn't even need the FKT. Um, I just, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to swim in that ocean. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I started the ocean and I wanted to swim in it again. And that's what pulled me, uh, you know, uh, so I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because you're a hundred percent correct. It wasn't about any award. Yeah. Cause like, what's it like just to, to know that you just did this entire thing? Like what's that even, what's that feel like? Uh, I'm looking at the picture of the, of the lollipop right now and, and, uh, seeing, seeing how, how, far it was and um it was magical um you know the things that that i didn't like about the lake to ocean course and the things that i didn't like about lake okeechobee uh like i i loved when i did the lost course with as a relay it was so much fun but as a solo thing it, it was so hard and so intimidating but um it, you know during that entire thing there was never a point uh mark kudak uh said it you know he, he kept saying there's no quitting this boy there's no quitting this guy and at no point did i feel like quitting i i um i think not having not having the stress over time really uh really helped me because i knew as long as i was going that i was in the game and yeah. that i could get back there so um it it was it was really strange for me because things that normally bug me um in races like uh you know if there's a shorter way and a longer way if a race takes a longer way it, it ticks me off <laughs> because i'm like hey, <laughs> right there i could go right there um and um like when i was on the lake and there would be a gate that i couldn't get the cart through um i'm like okay well i gotta find another way and sometimes there was a way around like one time i had to go an extra quarter mile um just, I'm like, well, I got a choice. I can either unload this cart and try to pick it up, or I could go this extra quarter mile and go around. So I went around and it didn't bug me. It's like I need a solution. I don't need, you know, I don't need any uh, negative thoughts here. Um, and and I never had any negative thoughts. And like um, with um, even Loxahatchee, um Every time I do, um, or, or Hungry Land, every time I do the Lake to Ocean course, I'm, I get so annoyed because I'm like, the Lake to Ocean course, if it just went along this canal, it would save us three miles. And the <laughs> footing would be good. And, you know, um, but at, during this, I'm like, all right, the course goes this way. This is the way I'm going. And, it, and there was never any thought. Now, part of it, 
uh, is because I knew I had to submit GPX files. GPX <laughs> <And laughs> file, if it goes down that canal and not through Hungry Land, I think I, I think I get DQ'd. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but also at this point, it did not. It truly did not bother me. Where normally I it just like I'm like arg arg, it upsets me. I know I have to do it, and I'm, I'm not gonna not do it. But this, but during this time, any any of those things, it was just rub of the green. It was just like this is what it is, and this is what we do about it. And uh, you know, I was it was cool finding solutions. Even when my back went out, I don't think I ever mentioned quitting. Did I, Mark? No, not at all. You just got into that. You got into that yeah. forward motion. Hips, yeah. fo- hips forward. But, looked uh, like you were leading the Mardi Gras parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came up with a solution of staking out. I jumped all over it, you know, because <laughs> it was a solution. Uh, you know, yes, it cost me time. But remember, time wasn't the factor. The factor was getting to the beach. And mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to get to the beach and feel a lot better with some sleep. And, um, you know, I have no idea why Mark and Amy and Jeff and Andrea, I don't know why they thought that I was capable of doing it. Um, but they did. And that meant the world. <laughs> it meant the world. Uh, turns out they were right. <laughs> I was going to try regardless. But <laughs> the confidence that they had uh, made it, uh, you know, seem more than possible but probable. So, and it got done, doggone it. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you were laying down and taking your little little breaks as we were going through Riverbend there, uh, you kept apologizing. You're like, I'm sorry I'm laying down so much. And I said, what are you sorry for? You keep getting back up and, well, and going again. They're, you're doing great. You just, as long as you keep getting up and doing what you're doing, you're doing fantastic. You know, yeah. you just need a little rest. One of the reasons that I, I really wanted to do this with Mark, because, uh, you know, we've heard the cliche in our lives a thousand times. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. And, you know, he said that I, I kept when I said that, I keep I'm sorry, I keep I keep going down. And he goes, yeah, but you keep getting back up every time you get back up. And it was a light bulb. And I was proud of myself because, um, you know, in regular life. Any one of those times that, that I went down uh, would have been, all right, well, let's call it a day. Let's just sleep or, or get medical attention or what else. But when he said that, it just was – I was so proud of myself because it's like, God dang it, you're right. I do keep getting back up, and I'm going to keep getting back up. And I did, and I will yeah. keep back up. So, That's it. Exactly. And, and, and I it. would never – you know, I have DNF'd many races, uh, and some of them just because I was bored or whatever. And so, <laughs> but also, I would I would never fault anybody ever for for um, for dropping because life is filled with so many things, and it's if it's not important enough to you, then don't do it because certainly no one else cares. But this one was important to me. And that's why uh, dropping never, uh, never crossed my mind. Um, obviously, I, it, it helped so much that I never had any physical issues for 216 months. <laughs> uh, so, you know, at that point, I've got a lot invested in it. And now if that had, you know, if I'd have been in terrible shape with 60 miles left, then I, I probably would have had to call it a day. Uh, but, uh, and, 
and I don't. Uh, I would never fault anybody for for dropping because it's a personal decision, and and it only matters to the person doing it. The rest of us, we're going to love you anyway. If we loved you at the beginning, we're going to love you anyway. If we hated you, we're, we're still going to hate you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it resonates that you know, no matter how many times you got knocked down, you got back up every time. Yep. And you know, if, if it had been just I got knocked down twice and got up twice. Yeah, whatever. But no, I got knocked down, I don't know, 20, 30 times. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, easily. So <laughs> thank you for hanging in there with me, Marcus. <laughs> oh, anytime. Like anytime. I said, I wanted to see this I wanted to see this success more than, you know, more than anything. It was uh, you know, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Uh, you know, and we were I was I had, I had committed to Luis um months before. Uh, for the space pirate, but the entire time I'm at space pirate, I'm standing there on the corner and I'm texting Jeff. I'm like, how's he doing? What's going on? <laughs> Where is he? And, uh, you know, we were all just trying to keep, keep tabs on you. Yeah. I'm ready for some good, bad and ugly. If that's what the, if that's what the next thing calls for Joe, whatever. Oh yeah, sure <laughs> is. <laughs> oh. oh man. So let's go right into that. You know, the good, the bad and the ugly for the lollipop two forty. Uh, man, the, the good is so easy. The good is all the support um, more than anything else. Just that people that, that were, I mean, the, the fact that anybody was interested blows me away. But the fact that not only were people interested, but I, I mentioned all the names of people that came out. I mean, Tom Frederick bringing me not just coffee, but caramel macchiato. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh Michael Alberts driving over from Melbourne and, and Ty and uh, Michael Brown and, and all the people that checked in on Facebook Live and sent me texts and uh, all that. It just the good was was the support. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I've, I've never experienced anything like it. Well, the, the, definitely, I agree with, with Andy. The community support was outstanding. Um, and I'll say it again and again and again about this community that um, – you know, if, if somebody says they're going to be behind you, they're behind you a hundred percent. And, um, you know, Andy would do this for any single one of us. Um, and every single one of us, I, I know that, I know that he's got that in him. Um, and, uh, so naturally when, when it was a challenge for him, we wanted to be there too, all of us. And, um, so it was, it was very cool because I, as we're going through JD, my phone's ringing and instead of it being for me, it's for Andy. They're like, how's he, how's he doing? People calling like, hey, put me on speaker. And, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Brenda, uh, Brenda Lips got on there and she's, she's yelling, you know, on the speaker, you know, congratulations, you know, keep going and all this other stuff. It was, uh, it was cool. It, the support is definitely the best part of this. That's the good. Oh, the bad. My back was the bad. Um, that's uh, the end of weather. The bad, you know, it just don't. 90 plus and, and no shade. You just, you know, 85 even would have been fine. But uh, that, that uh, was, that's what amazes me more than anything that I was able to complete it uh, with that. I mean, it's a trade-off because of that. Uh, the Ocean of Lake Trail was dry and that was, that was in the good side too. But uh, the bad would be the weather and my back. I know what Mark's bad is. He won't say it, but the boredom. 
when I was. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> when are I... you kidding? Oh my gosh, you were hilarious. <laughs> you were you're you're always on on your game. Uh, I I don't have a bad. I have okay. I have no bad. All right. Well, I, I don't have any bad at well, all. <laughs> here, here is my ugly. All right, and this is this is definitely an ugly. All right, the ugly was how I smelled. I smell so bad that it was physically, visually ugly. I think you could see my stink. <laughs> see my stink. When I, uh, when I got in that truck with Amy, I was like, oh, my God. I thought, you know, there was a dead animal under the sea or something. But it was all me, man. It was an ugly, ugly smell. And um, uh, so there's that. And when I looked in the mirror, uh, when, when I staked out on uh, on Sunday night, and I looked in that mirror, I, I uh, <laughs> that was pretty ugly too. Like I said, I I generally feel young, but that mirror told a different story, and I don't think that mirror was a liar. I don't. Think it was a liar. So I think between my smell and and uh, and the and the mirror, that that is enough ugly for for a lifetime. Yeah, the conditions were. I mean, the 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 relentless sun was was uh, was pretty ugly going through JD. That that was the part where, uh, and I realized too, like about halfway through it, I'm like, ah, oh, crap! I didn't put any sunblock on. So I'm like, all right, well, we're just going to keep pushing through this thing because once you're into it, you're you're into it. So light sunburn. That was that was about the ugliest it got for me. But um, I was fortunate enough to be uh, upwind. Uh, of Andy uh, the night before, so I really can't speak to the smell of uh, of anything. Well, and then then on Monday I had taken a really good shower and really scrubbed. He was clean. I yeah. was I was a daisy. I was <laughs> I was <laughs> I didn't didn't last. I had to take another shower when I finished. But uh, <laughs> it just turns out you got to take more than more than uh, you know sometimes even more than one a day. Yeah. So that, that was it, Joe, that, that was my good, my bad and my ugly, uh, all in all, I, um, I, I can't wait to, to help somebody through that. Uh, you know, if, if they need to borrow my fancy new cart that will guaranteed to fit through those, uh, through those gates on Lake Okeechobee, I will loan it. And, and I am not even kidding a little bit, uh, when I say I can't wait for somebody to smash that FKT. I mean, uh, the Ninja can do it. Um, uh, I, and, and I'm, I'm going to be out of town when he, when he tries it. Um, and, but, uh, <laughs> out there, I, I'm, I can't wait to, uh, to get my name off of that FKT so I can start looking at something else. Um, but it, it has, uh, you know, it's what it's done for me as I, as I'm looking for, for another adventure that's, uh, you know, the, the doesn't have to stop at a hundred miles. And, um, another one that, uh, that I don't have a big uh, time crunch on cool stuff. And Joe, you're, um, like I said, uh, your podcasts, uh, for the Tahoe, Tahoe 200 and your various cross Florida ones. Um, you know, they help me realize that, uh, that it is, uh, that there's things that are possible that you never thought were possible. I never thought going, 240 miles. I mean, I'm 61 years old and I'm not just that, but I've lived and I, and, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of miles on me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not new to this sport. So, um, you know, uh, it's kind of, 
I'm so it's kind of so cool that, you know, 25 years later, I'm still finding new things that that I can do um, as well as most people. Um, Pretty cool. Heck yeah. Well, hey, Andy, Mark, this was awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I thank you both so much. Uh, Both are are, were very important. Both of you guys are very important in this quest. And uh, I'm sure that I'll lean on you again for the next one. And feel free to reciprocate. I was going to say, we might be leaning on you too, buddy. Hell yeah. That's how it goes. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to keep you guys so long. You're awesome. (laughs) All right. Bye for now. All right. right. Booyah. Bye for now. And there we have it for the Lollipop 240 with Andy Kroom Matthews and Mark Kudek. What an incredible and amazing journey. And whether you're heading out to the Hungry Land this weekend or you're heading out to the Trail Film Festival sponsored by the O-Town Blazers, it's going to be an incredible weekend. And hey, until next time, happy trails. <laughs>